goddess entrepreneur sees her business as a spiritual devotion and service to the collective. In this podcast, you can expect to learn all about feminine-led business and all components of online business. Here, we see entrepreneurship as the path to self-mastery and liberation. I'm your host, Madi Grace Theory, and I am excited to be back and recording another episode. I had to take another month off again (laughs) because life has just decided that it's going to hit me with as many things as possible and see how I do. (laughs) It's just throwing it all at me right now. And I'm doing okay, but there's just some times when I honestly just can't even make it down here. I'm saying down here, downstairs. I know where I am. You don't know where I am. I have to tell you, but I can't make it down here in the silence to record an episode. And honestly, even right now is pretty risky. It's 2 p.m. on a Sunday. (laughs) There could be noise at any moment and we're just going to have to deal with it. I'll just have to pause, but I'm going to try to keep this episode short today. I wanted to talk about something that has helped me in my journey as an individual, as a woman, as a girl. This is something that I started to do when I was younger, when I was a teen. This is when I started to do this. And it's come back up again lately because of just everything that I've been dealing with. And I just think it's a cool thing that I want to share. I just want to put it out there. And I, interestingly enough, had it already as a topic that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. So I figured this is the perfect opportunity because it's coming back up again. So as I mentioned, you know, when I was a a teen is when I started using this tool. And that's because I got hit really hard with depression. I was just like super upset about life. My dad was cheating on my mom and I had confronted him about it. He was in denial. You know, it had been going on for years. My best friend caught him red handed. Like it was just this whole thing. It was a mess. And which, you know, this is years and years ago now. So things have resolved with me and my dad. Everything's cool. But I mean, obviously that was not cool. But I just felt so out of control with what was going on in life. And then my mom, she had just begun this obsession with Catholicism. And that was also really hard. We left the church that we'd been going to my whole life because now we had to go to a different church. The other church didn't count and just a lot of shit happened. I started going to Catholic school. I was unhappy. (laughs) And I also have gluten intolerance, which I did not know at the time. And I was eating gluten every single day of my life, unaware that I was allergic to it. And so I dealt with IBS and headaches every single day of my life. And so that was another cherry on top 
that kind of sent me over the edge at that time. And I am so glad that I discovered the allergy. Side tangent, I was literally like going to specialists and getting MRIs of my head and all this stupid shit. No one could figure out what was wrong with me until I went to a holistic health coach finally when I was, I think, 22. And they're like, you're literally allergic to gluten. And I stopped eating gluten and I stopped having headaches and I stopped having IBS. The world is crazy. Western medicine had nothing for me. Anyways, so it wasn't the most disastrous time in my life. Obviously, I'm very blessed, very privileged, have a lot of good things going. I had a roof over my head. I had food, food I was allergic to, food that was making me sick, but doesn't matter. But I was super depressed. And when you have fucked up gut health, you can be kind of depressed. So anyways, uh, too much of a tangent there. But so like I said, it wasn't the best, but it also wasn't the worst. It's just my story. And I just I hated the world. And, and I still struggle with that. That is a thing that I struggle with as a creative, as a person who, you know, I just want to be, I just want to paint. I mean, it's why I'm an entrepreneur. I need freedom. Going to a job every single day just is torture for me. And I just can't handle the fact that our world is built around that. It's just wild to me. But yeah, as a teen, I really wanted to exit. And I suffered from suicidal ideation, like almost constantly. I felt really miserable. And most people didn't know it because I've always been really witty and I'm, I'm humorous and funny, more like cynical at times. So people really never knew what was going on. And it got really scary because day after day on my drive to school, I was daydreaming about intentionally crashing my car. I drove at ridiculously irresponsibly high speeds. I had no respect for my life or other people's lives. Like I was straight up dangerous. I did crazy shit on the road that I would never do today. And sometimes I was crying the entire way to school because I didn't want to go. Like I said, I was forced to go to Catholic school, forced to get this great education. I'm not upset about my education. I was going to public school and then all of a sudden it was like, no, you have to go to Catholic school. And I just, I didn't like it. You know, when you're a teen or you see teens in movies, they're just overdramatic. And really, you're like, you're fine. I was fine. Okay, but I didn't know it. But yeah, sometimes on the way to school, I'd be crying. And I would look at myself in the rearview mirror. And I would literally think this is so pathetic. Like this scene is so pathetic. And that wasn't me being cruel to myself. Like this is so pathetic. I think that awareness it was actually like a grain of belief that I could change things. And it turns out even that tiny amount of belief was able to save me. And one day as I glimpsed myself in the mirror crying, I noticed just how angry I looked. And like, I thought it was funny. I laughed out loud at just how stupid my face looked. And thank goddess, you know, this is what humor is for. Humor is definitely a gift from the divine. And my witty side was able to shine through at this moment of desperation. And I smiled at myself in the mirror. I smiled and then I laughed out loud. I screamed. I felt angry, but mostly I just laughed some more. I just kept laughing. And like I said, I was thinking to myself, this is pathetic, but I wasn't being mean to myself. I was like, okay, this is silly and I'm aware of it right? Like everything's okay. 
And so I wasn't belittling my very real raw feelings. Those were still very real. And I also wasn't forcing myself to be positive, but instead I was just opening up the opportunity to change the vibe. And it didn't always work. Believe me, there were days where I just cried and I wasn't able to laugh it away. But the more that I practiced looking at myself in the mirror and smiling at myself, the more it seemed to work. And I eventually began to challenge myself to smile the entire way to school. I would look into my own eyes at red lights and it made me feel happy. There's science around this, like smiling makes you feel happy. So I was forcing myself to smile and it was difficult and it took months, but I was able to get out of that downward spiral and to make the change that I needed to make. And it really saved me. And I will never forget this practice. Like nobody taught this to me. My mom was not like, oh, let me help you. (laughs) Believe me. I mean, still to this day, when I'm having a hard time in life, my mom is the last person that I would go to for support. Bless her heart. She just doesn't get it. She's just not helpful. And that's just who she is. There's really nothing more I can say about it. It's just, it's kind of funny. I just have to laugh about it at this point. But anyways, so this is a practice that I still use all the time. If I feel sad, I go to the mirror right away and I look myself in the eyes and I smile at myself and it helps. That's all I have to say. It helps. Sometimes I'll say, I love you, Mary. That one I would say isn't happening as much as it could. But yeah, this is mirror work. And I'm sure you've heard of it, but I want to put it back on your radar. And it's back on my radar right now, because like I said, I've been going through just a time, you know, there are some days where I just don't even want to get out of bed. It's just been hard. It's been really hard. And I need a light at the end of the tunnel. But there isn't one, at least not yet that I know of. I mean, of course, there is one, but I'm in the in-between. And it's so hard to be in the lag time between the thought and the actual physical manifestation of the desire. It's so hard. I know you've been there too. I mean, we all have been there. It's part of being human is being in that lag time, being in the in-between of the thing that we're creating, of you know something beautiful that, that we're putting all of our energy on. Like I said, I'm sure you've heard of mirror work, or or I like to call it mirror magic. I called it mirror magic always. But then I learned, oh, this is actually a thing that people do. And it's called mirror work. And there's books about it. And there's practitioners that teach it. And it's been really helping me. There's just been so many moments over the past few weeks that I have felt despair and angry. I've been feeling a lot of anger. And I just go over to the mirror And I'll make a stupid face or like a shit eating grin, you know, like a fake ass smile. And then 60% of the time it works every time. No, like 100% of the time it works every time. I just bust out laughing. Unless I'm really angry and having a hard day, then sometimes I'll laugh and then I'll just cry. (laughs) But, you know, baby steps. But yeah, sometimes I just gaze into my own eyes. Some days I'll try to smile for a solid five minutes or until I erupt into laughter. Saying I love you, Mary, is something that I need to get back to doing again. 
just reminding myself that I love myself. And so I encourage you to say, you know, I love you and say your name or I am worthy or whatever. Actually, I am worthy. I don't even know if that's one that I like. We're all worthy. (laughs) You're worthy. So I'll say that over and over again sometimes, or I'll say like, everything's okay. Honestly, I'll sing to myself in the mirror. That's usually what I do. Like one of the things that I've been doing lately is I've been making up little songs about what's going on in life. I'll just tell you all a little song. It's too, too, too. So my mother-in-law, I take care of her and she has dementia and she just has no concept of time. And it's really frustrating. And I know she's not trying to piss me off, (laughs) but it's hard, you guys. She just has no concept of time. And so first of all, I put this big sign in front of her now my husband's a genius. He's like, let's put a sign that says, please wait patiently. Because basically she'll be like, I want to eat. And then I'm like, okay, let me make you something. And then she's like, I want to eat. I want to eat like over and over again. And I'm like, hello, the food has to be made. This is the other thing. I want tea. I'm like, hello, water needs to boil first. (laughs) She'll be like, where's my tea? Give me tea. I want tea. So basically she'll say, I want tea. And then I'll say, okay, I'm getting you tea. I start boiling the water. I'll come sit sit back down at the table and she'll look at me like I have totally declined her request. And she's like, I want tea. <laughs> so I wrote this little ditty. I wrote a song and I was singing it. <laughs> I was singing it to my husband and he was like, that's a good one. Let's laugh at that. And he was laughing. But the, it goes, Nothing's good enough for me unless it comes with a cup of tea. (laughs) Because the moment you give my mother-in-law a plate of food, she asks for tea. And so like 95% of the time, I've already got the tea ready. Believe me. In fact, I give her the tea first and then I put the plate of food because I don't want to hear it. I'm just like, oh my God, if you ask me for tea, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to shit a brick. But yeah. So anyways, that's one of the little songs. I could do a whole episode about just like writing little songs to make yourself feel better during a hard time. But yeah, there's so many different things that you can do in front of the mirror. And like I said, there's books about it. There's practitioners who teach it. There's so many things that you can do, like sing. (laughs) Your mirror work practice can evolve. But mainly, I just encourage you like gaze into your own eyes in the mirror, smile at yourself in the mirror, try to hold a smile until you laugh, especially if you're having a hard moment. It's just, it's kind of genius. It just works. I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure there's a scientific explanation, but it just works. It's free. It's available. You can literally do it anytime that you need to. There's lots of different ways that you can use mirror work, but I definitely believe that it is something that is great for women, first of all, because we all tend to have identity body things going on I I think that pretty much all of us have a little bit of that just from society and the programming that we've been put under our entire life so it's good to kind of cultivate this relationship with your mirror self like with this this identical version of you or the backwards version of you and just know that like okay she's there too she's also my companion in life I see her in the mirror and also it's just funny because I've had that Taylor Swift song stuck in my head, anti-hero. She says, I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. I don't know why that line has just been stuck in my head. And I'm like, no, I'm looking in the mirror. It is time. And that's a big thing. It's been a 
big theme the past six months, basically uh, this, this whole time that I've turned into a caregiver and I've had all these moments of really trying times where I'm like, why is this my life? This sucks. And it's hard. There's so many conflicting feelings. I love my mother-in-law and my husband and I, you know, we love her. We don't, we don't just want to send her away to die in a nursing home. That's what happened to my grandpa literally a month into being in a nursing home. My grandpa was like, peace out. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't want this. He constantly asked to go home. You know, she had to be in a nursing facility when she broke her arm and she was asking to go home every day. I don't want that. You know, we don't want that for her. And that's the other thing is that she's actually quite manageable. It's just me. I have to look in the mirror. I need to use the tools that I have around me that are already available. They're already here. I need to take advantage of all of these things. I already know these things, you know, like I know how to use mirror work. I've been using it for more than a decade. So it's time to bring it out again. And I kind of rediscovered it on accident again, because literally in moments where I'm feeling frustrated or angry, I'm going over to the mirror because their bathroom is off the kitchen and I'm just making a face and then I'm laughing. I'm making a face because I'm angry or I'm annoyed. And then I'm laughing about it and it's transmuting the situation. And it's been helpful. <laughs> it's really interesting. And the comparison that I will draw to having a business or, or just being in life, it doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't matter whether it's something coming up in your business or something coming in your life. Our ego is always going to come up when our, when our shit comes up, right? Your shit can come up in your business, you're going to be faced with, okay, what do I do now? What now? When something is bothering you or when something is not working, you're going to be faced with it and you're going to have to deal with whatever that is. And I could make so many blanket statements about what those things could be. It's going to happen. It's unavoidable. And so you got to have tools to deal with it. You got to have different things in your back pocket that you can whip out and be like, you know what? I know how to transmute this. I know how to not get stuck here. You know what I mean? So that's why I wanted to bring up mirror work today. I just wanted to put that all out on the table for all of you, remind you that that's a tool in your toolkit. It's free. It's available. You can use it anytime. Look at yourself in the mirror, gaze into your own eyes, say I love you to yourself, smile at yourself, hold a smile until you laugh. Just remember that you can look at yourself and transmute anything that enters your life. All right, I'm going to leave it there today. Blessings to you and yours, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye.